1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Lots of stuff going on as we count down to the trade deadline. Agent Adrian Rojanowski reporting that the Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn, are not going to trade Kevin Durant, okay, before the trade deadline. Uh-huh. Um... They are saying, the Nets are saying, that um, for teams that are inquiring about Kevin Durant, they are not planning to trade him before Thursday's deadline. Mike, and, we're, and we're not,
3: guys, we're not in the mix of that. So stop, no. Stop, 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 stop texting.
2: Not at all. But, Mike, they may have a better overall team with the pieces they acquired. I know it sounds crazy because Kyrie's a baller, but they may have a better overall team than than what they had at the beginning of the week. Now, here's the other thing. If KD ever wanted to carry a team, here's your chance. But that's a problem. Here's your chance. But does he? But does he? I don't know. But here's your chance. I know that the whole Kyrie thing ticked you off. But if you want to carry a team, Mike, and let's just say they get to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie, this is a hell of a feat. I don't know if that's a championship team, but they may be better with the pieces they've acquired. They've got shooting. They've got length. They've got guys that can defend. All of a sudden, and if he comes back, he's one of the prolific scorers in the league. All of a sudden, you might have a, something a little bit better than what you had, but they are saying they're not looking to trade him before Thursday. But
3: going up against the Celtics, if it came to that, or the, or the, the Bucks, for instance, you know, you want Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I mean, that's the, the one guy, you double team, you collapse, you got another baller. Can Dinwiddie be the guy? I mean, yes. Well, not Dinwiddie. I I think Dorian Smith is. Dorian Smith is the dude. Because those guys can hit the threes. The Mavericks have to replace that three point shooting. But, but they've, but they've ever been asked to do this. I mean, in this in this moment, they went last year. They went to the Mavericks. Mavericks went Western Conference Conference Finals finals. finals. So they've been there. They've been in some big moments. Yeah, but it's hard to say that the sum of its parts will be. You're telling me the sum of its parts will be better than Kyrie.
2: Well, here's the deal. As much as we love Luca, and he's younger and all of that, if you were going to tell me he's more prolific scorer than Durant, I'd tell you crazy. Mm. I mean, like, when Durant's on, he's unstoppable. We saw it here. Literally (laughs) unstoppable. He's unstoppable. You're not blocking his shot. He gets his shot off. All those things. So, I'm just saying, I don't know if it's worse, but the fact that they're not looking to move him tells me they've had a conversation, Mike, Mm. because if he wanted out, just like with any of these stars, Mike, he'd be saying, get me out of here before Thursday. Yeah. I mean... Simmons, the, the problem, though, is he's owed a lot yeah. of money. Simmons is still a one-dimensional
3: guy. We'll see, I mean, like, I still don't think the Nets with I know what you're saying, but I still don't think they're better than the Celtics. The Celtics, to me, are still the best team in, the, in, the, in this league.
2: Well, they certainly have proven that through the first half of the season. I think Milwaukee's right there. If you tell me Milwaukee – a healthy Milwaukee right. team with Chris Middleton back, they're going to give the Celtics issue. But, again – it's, not, it's nothing that you, know,
3: you, you can do because the guy wanted to trade. Kyrie, he demanded to leave. Yeah. You had to oblige him, so you made the best deal you could. Apparently, the Lakers couldn't come uh, close. The Lakers are still looking. Apparently,
2: they're the big shoppers trying to put something together to get LeBron one last run. It's going to be interesting. So if Durant, if you were thinking Durant might be on the move, at least the Nets are saying they're not looking to trade him before the deadline. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming up, we will talk more about the Hawks matchup tonight with the Pelicans as they wind down this road trip that took them out west. They will be back home against the Suns on Thursday, and we'll see how things shake out. Mike and I will be down there during the show, by the way, Thursday from State Farm Arena. Chris, let's get to an NFL. Welcome to the Welcome to the NFL. <laughs> and notes from around the league this is nfl blitz on dukes and bell by the way our poll questions up what do you think the hawks do before the trade deadline we'll tell you what the results are so far you can go to dukes and bell 929 and vote
3: and just real quick i know we're in the blitz uh, but adrian Wojnarowski uh saying that the the sun thing just couldn't come to fruition so a number of teams have been reaching out to
2: brooklyn but apparently brooklyn's not seeing or hearing what they want all right, they want three first-round picks. Right. <laughs> Nobody's coming off of that. Patrick Mahomes, let's hear him. Last night was opening night. Mahomes was talking about playing with Jalen and being in a Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks for the first time in the history, starting against each other. It's pretty special.
4: It's a historic moment, um, and to be a part of it with two historic football teams. Um, and uh, we, we it, So many people laid the foundation before us. And uh, to be playing with a guy like Jalen, who I know is doing it the right way, um, it's going to be a special moment that I hope lives on forever.
2: So, you know, again, this is one of those stories you'll hear about. It'll be stories in the six-hour pregame show, Mike, leading right. up to. There will be stories that you'll see if you're watching all that stuff on Sunday. And, and rightfully so. It needs to be at least acknowledged. But it will have no bearing on who wins this game. Who plays better is who's mm-hmm. going to win the game.
3: No, but it is It is cool. I mean, it's something that, uh, you know, when you think about some of the great quarterbacks that have dressed out. You know, Warren Moon never got a chance to play in this game. We talked about, you know, some of the guys that laid the found, uh, the foundation, the groundwork, and certainly, you know, Mike Vick put on a hell of a show. Lamar Jackson's hoping to get there, but here's these guys. that And Jalen Hurts, if the Eagles continue to do the things they've done with their roster and draft the way they are, win or lose, you'll be back. But... You can never assume you'll be back because look at us. Look at Sean Payton and the Saints. Never got back. Never got another one. The interesting storyline with me is uh, Sirianni and the Andy Reid thing, which came up, which I was a little surprised by. Uh, For those who don't know the history, when Sirianni was coming up, he was first an offensive, like, dishwasher, quality control guy, the role that everybody kind of starts off in, right? Right. And then eventually he matriculated to uh, wide receiver coach. And when Andy Reid came in and the other staff got fired – Andy Reid didn't retain Sirianni. No big deal. I mean, with all due respect, you're the wide receiver coach. Sometimes a big-time special teams coach like a Bobby April or a Keith Armstrong will be retained. But a guy who's a position coach, Andy Reid's got his own offensive ideas. He's bringing his own staff. So, apparently, though, Sirianni is using this as a form of motivation. And apparently it's kind of stuck with him, and it's a bit of a chip on his shoulder.
2: Yeah, he said he carries it with him, was the words, okay, It's not like he holds something against Andy Reid. He understands this. You bring Hmm. your guys with you, all right? Mike and I leave. We're not going anywhere. Why would we? We have the number one show. But if we were to leave, Chris and Bo... We got our guys.
3: They're coming with us. I'm taking Chris to the new Albuquerque franchise. Okay. Whoa! i ready to give it
2: Sunday. And, and I think when the, in the NFL, this happens all the time. Right. Andy Reid had his guys. He didn't yeah. know Nick Sirianni. Yeah,
3: and, and, and as I said, it wasn't like Sirianni was a top flight OC or anything, yet he was simply
2: a position coach. Wide receivers. So, he says he carries it with him, and it's kind of an edge that he carries. You know, he has a chip on his shoulder. Mike, I mean, listen, if – I I don't know anybody that doesn't like Big Red. Like, I don't know anybody in the league that doesn't respect or like Andy Reid. We can talk about his flaws and and blowing big games and all this stuff. But, like, liking him as a person and a coach, I don't think he holds it personally against him. But he's just saying, just like the guy that fired you or the job you didn't get, you kind of go, hey, you hired the wrong guy. You took the wrong, you know, you took the wrong job. That's kind of where this is, I think, for for Sirianni. And he
3: said, look, Andy came in because we weren't very good. That's why everyone got fired. And Andy did a great job. And, again, I will say this, the, the entire I said this on the show Monday, the entire trajectory of Andy Reid's career changed with Patrick Mahomes. Yep. And you could argue that Patrick Mahomes sometimes maybe made up for some of the cause Andy Reed still does silly things. He still gets tight in two minute, he gets tight before the half, he gets tight at the end of games. We've seen it. We saw it in the in the games they've lost with Patrick Mahomes, so be very curious. And how does Sirianni, on the flip side, handle the pressure in
2: his first chance to help coach in the Super Bowl? It's a good it's a good point, man. Um, we'll see. By the way, this just in: the Titans have hired Charles London, our former quarterbacks coach, to become their passing game coordinator. So Charles London leaving the Falcons organization. Listen, coaching changes happen. But if you look at this, Mike, you know, people will say, oh, what's this mean for the development of Desmond Ritter? Well, they're going to probably hire a quarterbacks coach. Yeah. Obviously, Arthur Smith is going to be heavily involved in that. Right. Well, I know there's just one guy's going to be very happy.
3: Uh, was it a few months ago we were it talking was. about the Falcons? And it was. One of our listeners called up, I'll tell you what's wrong with the Falcons. They got a running back coach and a quarterback. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what and he it, said. And that's what he said. So that dude, wherever you are, sir, congratulations. Um, his game is respected because he got another gig. Squid Billy, real quick, um, Arthur Smith talked about it with us. Arthur's working with young Desmond Ritter. He'll be all over
4: working with Desmond Ritter. Where do we go to find a dude to be the quarterback's coach, and how important is it? Well, I think it's, I think it's really important who's coaching your quarterback. I mean, that's the guy that's with him a lot. I mean, that's, that's his main guy. So when they had their quarterbacks meetings, a quarterback coach is a part of that, obviously. So I'd like to see a guy who, I mean, I don't want to sound like that dude, but played, played at some level because I think it's a big help. Remember Matt LaFleur? Sure. Right? Matt LaFleur was the quarterback's coach back in the day, and you would have said, hey, what can a guy who never played in a league who's like 28, 29, teach Matt Ryan? But clearly he, he knows a little bit about it. So uh, I'd like to see a guy who – has played the position at a high level.
2: Yeah, it's bias. It it just is. I don't think you absolutely have to have done that Mm. to be a quarterback's coach, and obviously there are guys around the league, Charles London is one of them, that we just saw, that get these opportunities and jobs. You've got to understand what the offensive philosophy is and what they're trying to do, and then translate Mm. that as best as possible to the quarterback who has to then execute it, Mike. That that I think is if you get those those ideas and principles, you can do it. I think it's just natural bias when guys go, he ain't never played quarterback. Well, there's a bunch of guys that never sacked the quarterback, and they want to talk about sacks.
3: Right. I mean, and if you judge like, for instance, baseball, oh, some of the greatest managers in baseball were just like 200 hitters in minor league. Look at Snicker. Look at Tony Larusa. You know, you look at guys, Bobby Cox, these are guys that had you know middling careers. You have to get it. But they're great. and they. Get, that's why a lot of catchers become managers, because the other guy's got to do all the thinking with the pitchers and all the strategy that kind of builds into being a manager.
2: You're absolutely but, right. Look,
3: Ted Williams, one of the greatest to ever dressed out, was not a great manager. You know what I mean? So there's,
2: there's no correlation sometimes with that. Yeah. Look at Mattingly. I agree. No, man. So, anywho, Charles London moving on to become the passing game coordinator for the Titans. And, by the way, this is the progression. If you're wondering, the next thing is he'll become an O.C. And, Mike, maybe Charles London in a few years, we'll be talking about him as a potential coach down the road. Right. Meanwhile, let's talk about what Andy Reid had to say about Chiefs and Eagles. He coached in both places. He's coaching now with the Chiefs. Here's what he said.
1: It's a great organization. i had 14 years there, man. I loved every minute of it. I've been 10 years in Kansas City, loved every minute of that. And I'm proud of some of these old guys for the Eagles. I'm proud of my guys for the Chiefs. Let's go.
3: All right. Yeah, man. Hey, one guy super motivated to ball out on Super Bowl Sunday. Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay. In his contract. You mean top five, Juju? Yeah, yeah. His agent. Well, he better be. Because listen to this. His agent's got a really incentive-heavy contract they put together in the offseason. If the Chiefs win, they win the championship. And Juju plays at least 50% of their offensive snaps, he gets another $1 million.
2: So how big a Game plan is he gonna how big a part of the game plan is he gonna be? Wow. Well listen, I don't know if they're gonna be able to to strike down the field. Mm. I I do think he can be a part of the game plan, Mike, because again, M- Nicole Hardman is out and you gotta find other guys to throw the ball to, and those guys are gonna have to be more consistent on Sunday. As the dudes
3: at Pro Football Focus point out, it was initially reported it was a ten point seven five million dollar deal. Not really. It was just three point two five million <laughs> with over seven and a half million dollars in incentives, and this being one of them, which is pretty unique.
2: Um, let's hear, uh, before we get out of here, let's hear, uh, Tom Brady. Cause he went on his podcast. Mm-hmm. He was on his podcast. Let's go. He's last not night. retired until he's on TV.
3: He's not retired in my mind.
2: All right. So this was yesterday on Colin, uh, Colin Cowherd on, on Fox, where he said this,
5: you know, talking even last week with the people at Fox sports, you know, and, and the leadership there allowed me to start, you know, my Fox opportunity in, in the fall of 2024 is something that's great for me. So take some time to really learn, become great at what I want to do, become great at, um, you know, thinking about the opportunity and make sure I don't rush into anything. And I, I, I think when people really bet on me, I think one thing about my career, whether it was when I was drafted by the Patriots or signing up for the, agency with the Bucks, I wanted to be, you know, fully committed and I, I never wanted to let people down. I think my biggest motivator was that.
3: Okay. I mean, code for, I may get a call for a team, which is really stacked. And I can go win another <laughs> Super Bowl. That's the way I read this. Maybe I'm being a child like this. I don't know. You got a three, $35 million contract. Tony Romo quit. They came after him. You go, to, you go to TV camp, and you work with guys like Kevin Harlan, who we'll talk about this with when he joins us later. And you work with the different broadcasters, and you do dummy broadcast. You watch tape of old games, and you call it. And, you, and they critique you. And then you go, and you go do it. And it takes you about a couple of weeks or a month or two. But Brady wants to be perfect, Carl. See, I don't know, man. Either you're in or you're out. So, to yeah. me, this is just going to continue to fuel everything we talked about yesterday. About any time there's a team with a quarterback injury or something, somebody goes down, they're going to be talking about Brady.
2: Belichick went on his podcast. Let's go. Here's Tom Brady and Belichick. Remember now, these guys haven't been together. I mean, right. everybody kind of felt like it was sour grapes on, on both ends. Here's uh, what Belichick was saying on SiriusXM.
6: Well, uh, you know, Tom's had just a tremendous career. Um uh... It was funny you know i was out at the east west game uh last weekend and of course you know is tom's pictures up there everywhere as a player in the game and you know along with a lot of other hall of famers i think i had like 70 hall of famers played in that game or something like that uh but anyway um so you know that's kind of where it all started you know michigan the orange bowl the east west game and and uh and you know just the greatest players, the greatest career uh a great great person uh it's such an an opportunity and an honor for me to you know to coach tom and uh i I guess i guess it's got in at some point um you know but it it, it's the greatest one ever so congratulations tom there you go tom what did bill do to bring out the best in you
5: i think it's more what did he not do to bring out the best in me he uh You know, uh, everyone always says, I was just very lucky. I mean, I think part of it, you know, I came into my uh, career and got drafted by the Patriots. I always joke, you know, I had no idea where New England was when I got drafted. I mean, I flew into Providence, which really confuses you.
2: (laughs) That's great. Um, and they were on together, by the way, and that they go back and forth and they talk about some things, again, publicly for the first time. But, yeah, that's Belichick saying, listen, he's the greatest, and that's it. there's nothing else to say about it. Uh,
3: Russell Wilson, if you missed it yesterday, uh, he apparently had his own little cadre of coaches and his own personal staff, which apparently was news to Sean Payton, who said yesterday talking to the media in his introductory press conference in Denver, oh, that's
2: not happening moving forward. Did he know about this and it was just playing tough guy in the press conference? I think so, Mike. I, I think he knew what he was getting into. Listen, all these guys talk. Sean Payton knew. Like, that doesn't mean you don't take the job. It just mm-hmm. means you got to put rules down and rules will be followed. For example, Russell, I don't need to see you and three other guys behind you when I see you. Like, right. that. not at the facility. You want to do that on your own time, right. that's fine. Some of these rules just need to be put in place. And this, I think that's what he's going to do. I mean, I don't know, man. Be
3: careful what you wish for, Russell Wilson, because now you got – The evil one as your head coach. You thought that uh, Pete
2: Carroll was breaking your chops, right? True. That's a good point. That's not going to take place here. (laughs) I love it. I love Peyton. All right. uh, When it comes to that situation, hey, Brian Adams tickets, we've got you covered. We're going to give those away sometime this hour. We also have Atlanta United American Family Insurance Cup tickets that we're going to give away. That's going to be February 15th. That's a Wednesday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. So the American Family Insurance Cup, we'll give those tickets away later. Stay tuned. If you're a Bryan Adams fan, we'll give those coming up sometime this hour. When we come back, though, we got to talk about our Atlanta Hawks. A lot of guys chiming in. We'll give you the latest on our poll results as well. Are they going to do something before Mavs put pictures out of Kyrie in a Mavs uniform. He's practicing today. It's already there. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Trade deadline is Thursday, and we're asking you what do the Hawks do? Um, and more importantly, do you feel like they're going to do anything? Poll questions up at Dukes and Bell 92.9, and you can go vote. Plain and simple, guys. What do you think the Hawks will do before the trade deadline? And as I said, if you're in it to try to win it, you got to risk something. And sometimes that means moving pieces that you may not want to move or moving on from pieces that you felt like were going to work. I, I don't like we don't know what Landry Fields' plan is. He's not laid that out. Travis Slink came in here and said, This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go get shooters, right? We're going to have athletic, versatile guys on the wings. He told us all of this before it played out. And then he started drafting those kind of guys. Now, we never saw that come to, to you know to a head because He's not here, and we don't know where this team is going. But your choices are simple. Move big pieces and reset. Make a minor deal. Acquire a big piece or stand pat and do nothing. Go vote at Dukes and Bell 929.
3: Yeah, I know. We talked about it. I mean, uh, on our list of to-do things, what, more More wing scoring? An athletic wing? Yeah. I mean, are you ready to cut bait on John 13 and 7 Collins? I mean, that's, that's where he's going. That's what he's giving you. Points are down. I mean, and again, when you added DeJounte Murray, his points are, as we said, not to beg on him totally, but when you got more weapons and more people handling the basketball, more guys can shoot. So John Collins, just by adding DeJounte Murray, you knew some was going to go down. But, I mean, he's not, is he worth that contract? And then who else around the league says, oh, a guy who's inconsistent, not enough lead in his butt to be in the low post, and he's, you know, what he is. And he's $170 There's a lot of money there. I still left on that deal. So I, I don't know. Is there, how robust would the market for John Collins be? Well, listen, I said this. If at all.
2: I think that, uh, that the value for John was maybe at its height when he signed, right after he signed that deal, Mike, right. because the impression was, wow, the Hawks are paying him. Look at the value. Look what he means. Yeah. So Five-year, $125 million. Correct. And then coming off the run against the Sixers, right? It was one of those deals where you were like, okay, he, he played an important part. I mean, people forget. One of the biggest highlights that postseason was what? Him dunking it on Embiid. Yep. You know, so there was some, there was a perception there. I don't know if that same perception is there now with the way this team has been a 500 team this year. And you're going, okay, what's his real value? Chris, can we hear uh, Landry Fields talk about Trey get, and getting snubbed for the All-Star game? He's our guy. We wanted him to be there. But the reality is, Mike, I said it you know, last week. It's about respect. He's not getting that around the league because if he did, he would have been a reserve. He would have been at the All-Star game. But here's what our general manager, Landry Fields, says.
5: He's an incredible player. See what he does on the court. Like That's something for us where we go, wow, Like by all metrics and standards, he absolutely deserved it. So for him, this is the moment where he put an even larger chip on his shoulder and he go out there and prove people wrong. So, we
2: said maybe in the second half of the season Mm -hmm. or, you know, even the next night we're like, oh, Trey's going to go off tonight. You know, if this was other guys in the past, they'd go off for 50. He didn't do that. He had a good game, but he didn't do that. But he hasn't done that all season, to be quite honest with you. And Mike said yesterday, if you missed it, he went on a rant talking about I need you to play. I need you to be out there. I need to see more of you. Right. It feels like this has been every other game for whatever reason where he's available, he's not available. Yeah. He's available, he's not available. And we know that's not been the case, but that's what it feels like.
3: Well, again, you know, you had a back-to-back. Again, let's 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 go back and look at it, okay? Let's let's play you you and I'll be inspectors on this one, okay? NBA, NBA detective. Okay, Bell. All right. All right, let's take a look. So, I'll look here, Trey, uh, right, back-to-back games. Uh, it's a game right after another game. <laughs> Case closed. (laughs) That's it. Didn't want to give me two nights back-to-back. You know, we could win this road trip. We could come out on top, not be under 500 for the road trip. On top, get closer to that playoff play. You're not in the play in, in the Playoffs, yeah. You just need you to go. And then, so then, and by the way, I'll just take a leap here because I don't know DeJounte's work habits. Everything I've seen and heard about this guy and from him is he's got a work ethic and he's tough as nails. But when you see this, and then, you know, if you've got a headache, it's a headache. You've got a migraine. i never had a migraine, but yeah, I know you went through it a few weeks ago. It's miserable. Yeah. But, I mean, would you put it past a player going, well, you know, Trey taps out. you? Migraine. Don't feel good. I'm going to pass.
2: I'm going to be up in the are hotel room. This, are you saying this is contagious?
3: I don't know. I hope, again, I, and I pray it isn't because I don't think DeJounte's that kind of guy. And if it is, but that's the problem with Trey tapping out for some nonsense when a guy has a legitimate beef that he can't go. So now you, know, you get two nights where you don't have your best team on the floor. Two nights in a row.
2: Not what, ready to go.
3: Yeah, and that's what irks me. So, again, it said non, It was non-COVID-related illness. Okay? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm on antibiotics right now. I mean, I got a I bronchial infection. That's why I sound like I always do. I sound like this every February. But, I mean, I just think – and you and I, we come from a different world. It's just you play. You work. You go to work. You earn your paycheck. Our father's instilled that in us. And unless there's something that – like, again – you got a legitimate physical issue. I don't want to hear it. And it seemed like it came out of the frickin' blue before the Denver game. Correct me if I'm wrong with no, Trey. No, no, no. Not at all. I mean. And again, for Trey heads out there, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm nuts.
2: You tell me. Back-to-back games, Trey disappears. Shocking. It's not what you, it's not ideal for your star to lead that way. And you're going to say, well, he, he's not leading. He's hurt. He's a, That's leading. Leading is playing when you're hurt. Leading is playing with a, a broken ankle or a, a severely swollen high ankle sprain or, you know, my knees bother me. That's leading. That's what happens. And guys know that you don't, you're not 100%, but guess what? You're out there. They, they feel that. They're going to they're gonna do their right. best to be out there as well. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine.
3: But no, it just but it'd be the law of averages, says. But when you have a guy who maybe could go and he doesn't, and then all of a sudden you have somebody who comes with a legitimate issue, you know, here you go. That, that's what just gets you so frustrated because let's let's go into the all star break with some momentum. And then I even gave Carl the scenarios earlier. Carl started laughing. I'm giving you, I'm giving you like Woodrow w- Wilson's 14 points. i give you the 14 yes, points you did. Yes, on how did. the Hawks can get to the postseason and lock in a spot. And it's like, halfway through. I'm laughing myself because it's complete BS. None of this is going to happen. You're a 500 team. You're not going on
2: a run because you're incapable of going on a run unless everybody in front of you drops dead, which isn't going to happen. Yeah slow pace all that stuff matters it, it matters and we'll see what happens tonight man they're taking on the pelicans our coverage by mm. the way begins at seven tips at 7 30 right here on sports radio 92.9 the game um we talked about kevin durant and we just mentioned this because all this nba stuff is happening with the trade deadline approaching today we'll get back into some some more super bowl stuff here as we move along and also kevin harlan's going to join us later in the show the Kevin Durant situation right now is that the Nets are saying they are not going to move him before the deadline. So any of these teams that are calling and that are interested, now, Mike, they could just be putting this out there and a the guy said, oh, this is just, this is rubbish. You know, they're not, they're, right. they're, they're, if somebody offers KD or for KD three, three first-round picks and something significant back, the Nets are going to do it. Right. Nobody's offered that yet. And here's the other problem. Again, we haven't really talked about this. He's got three years left on a monster deal. Okay, that pays him over forty-five million Mm dollars. He goes up to fifty-one, and then it's like fifty-five in that last year. Salaries have to match in the NBA, right? So how are you doing this? That's why teams are not giving up all these picks. And on top of that, I got to match the salary for. Yeah, it's it's. I'm not saying he's impossible to trade. It's very difficult. And again, guys, you're reading the same stuff we're reading. uh, Some of the top ten
3: tradable people, or at least. Destinations. Kyle Kuzma, were listed there, Carl. Yeah. We're also listed with, a, again, do we really need another shooting guard? Well, if we traded bogey. Uh, Josh Hart has also been listed uh, the, the, now on the Trailblazers this year. Mm. But that's just, these are just guys spitballing stuff. None of this stuff seems any real, realer to me than it does to the, the fans out there. Nothing's happening.
2: <sighs> Why are we not going to risk it, though? No risk it, no biscuit. Well, you got to do something. All right. Yeah, man, no man's on the way. It's Dukes and Bales, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job
4: on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: It is Dukes and Bell. Coming up, we'll get to the dog report. A lot of Alabama fans, Alabama, talking about their new offensive coordinator. What does he bring? Kind of lukewarm about these hires, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, listen, if it works and Bama's 11-0 and or 11-1 or 12-0 and and then the national championship game next year, they'll be like, where's the best, best hire ever? Yeah. Um, also. We keeping receipts on this side of the state line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Iowa amends Kurt uh, Farron's deal. This is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And we talk about coaches' contracts all the time. We'll let you in on what's going on there and some other things coming up here at 4 o'clock in less than 20 minutes. More on opening night. No, it's not a new show. That's what they call Media Day or Media Night now in the NFL. And we'll let you hear more of what was said last night as we get ready for Super Bowl 57. Right now, though, let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for
4: Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one.
3: Not really. From Florida.
2: Kennesaw State. And gives rapid fire questions. <laughs>
5: it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, bigger, better, bolder. Hi,
2: right, Bo. What is going on today, my man?
4: Man, I am am very jealous. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful, Chris, get ready. Beautiful weather outside. It is. (laughs) And, by the way, as cold as chicken blank this weekend, because Mike and I, I think you might have played too this weekend. Yeah. (laughs) Sunday was okay, but Saturday was cold. This weekend it's going to be cold. We've got warm weather all week. And my neighbor just hit the group thread. I was like, anybody want to get nine in today? Oh. And I'm like, uh, yeah, because I want to play, and it's beautiful outside. By the way, real quick, walk in the gym this morning. Hey, Bo. Yeah, man. You're right. Springsteen sucks. He's what? overrated. Whatever.
3: Swear, swear.
2: Again, the guy was the guy listening to a Molly Hatchet eight track in his truck. By the way, have, can we get a witness? Can we get just one somebody who went to the show and mm. tell us super enjoyable? Uh, uh, I, right I, here. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it.
3: Uh, right here, cha cha. Unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable seats! thanks to Bruce Hagan. We were fourth, fourth row. Springsteen was unbelievable. It's when not I, your first time seeing him. Of course you that? loved him. I
4: thought you hung out with John Foy these I'll days. I'll do it all <laughs> Do
2: it all It's night. not your first time seeing him. Of course you yes. loved him. He is your go-to guy. I'm talking to somebody, Bo, who saw Springsteen for the first time and said, this was incredible. It was everything that I could, could imagine. Is there anybody out there? Well, I didn't well, go, but I, I can he tell he you me on the Pay No Mind list, I Stake Shapiro was at Springsteen. You've seen him, my son, multiple times. My
3: son Bobby saw it for the first time and he <laughs> loved it. Little <laughs> Bobby was amazed. Two hours, forty-five minutes of amazing Bruce, yes. the boss.
2: All right, uh, so Bo is getting tonight in Jungle. <laughs> land. Both getting confirmation <laughs> in the gym that Springsteen isn't any good. Yeah,
4: Steak, you've been struggling the last few days. Rest that voice I Jack. It's John, my segment, sh- Rest your voice. John Foy's Shoulder had a great view of everything. It was great. Max great once. <laughs> great solo. All right. <laughs> well, speaking of uh the breaking news, um, or strong arm story, Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee shows. He does every week, and he talked about, hey, what his plans are. And he goes, Look, um it's ridiculous for for anyone to think that I already know if I'm even going to play next year. That's why it's going to be important to get through this week and take my isolation retreat and contemplate all things my future. Mm. Aaron calls this a darkness retreat. Aaron says he'll be in pitch <laughs> black all day, all, wait for all day and night, for four days and nights. It's really sensory deprivation isolation. Mm.
3: Hello, darkness, my old friend.
4: uh, Rogers went on to say it stimulates DMT and there can be some hallucinations.
2: Some? No, there will be many because he's taking something. You know, I know what this is. Nobody sits in
4: the dark, Aaron, for four days. No, that's not true. This is what Casey and Yellowstone did. Remember when he sat out (laughs) in the woods for like five (laughs) days? Wait, hold on. Smoke peyote. You're going to reference... You're going to reference
3: Yellowstone on this? Yeah, it seems like it's the same line. No, no, I'll take you even further back. Remember the movie Altered States? Oh, yeah. With John Hurt? Yeah, yeah. Where he's a scientist and he goes in a sensory deprivation chamber and all freaky things start to happen. Well, again, Aaron Rodgers, again, he's so outside the box now. I mean, if it's
2: not Sedona and mushrooms and hallucinogens and all this stuff, and now he's going to go do his, his they, isolation weekend. Or cleanse. Or yes, cleanse. Yes. Nobody, listen, nobody in their right mind, okay? <laughs> if you're going on a retreat or journey. Right or I'm finding myself and I need to go to India. That's great. That's a different deal. Nobody in their right mind closes the door for four days of darkness. Okay?
4: <laughs> right. I think I'm going to need to find myself in Jamaica for a few right. days. Um, so you guys have fun. I, 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 I-,
3: I got to be honest, I wonder if this is like they say in wrestling at work and now he's just clowning people with this crap and it's just total nonsense. Does, and he have, he just, does he have a new girlfriend? Is this blues effect right. on no, him? No, he's he's
4: he's. Remember, he's uh, he's been talking with the Bucks owner's daughter. Oh, okay. Uh, remember, that's um, right. She's the, younger than him. Maybe she's going to be in darkness with him. That, okay. that could be fun. Well, possibly.
2: Hello, darkness, my old friend. I mean, honestly, I mean, who does this? Look, here's here's um, doofuses <laughs> and rich people.
4: So Mike had a good question. You got too much time on your hands,
2: yeah. <laughs> going on a vision quest, guys.
4: Yeah. yeah. Hate. But but Mike has a, Mike had to ask a grace question. Is he just playing into it? I don't think so. What I mm. think is, look, he went to Cal Berkeley. So what's that say? He's a hippie. That's true. So th- they're a little bit different anyways at Cal Berkeley. So basically, this is the point where he's F you rich, F you famous, and mm. F you good at his job. So now he can let it all hang out. Try to cancel me. You didn't get me canceled over the over the anti-vax stuff. Yeah. You ain't getting me canceled when I said I did whatever drug he did last year with his – cleanse and all that stuff. So you're not going to cancel him now. You're going to accept it because I'm a Hall of Fame quarterback who's still top 10 in his job.
2: So here's the thing, and it's an interesting point. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 mm-hmm. The Game. We're talking to Bo. It's Yeah, Man, No, Man. Um, The whole cancel thing, Mike, you know I'm not big on it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all screw up. We all say things. We all do things. I mean, if you are a multiple-time offender, then that's different. But I'm not big on it. Because there'll be a mistake that you'll make in your life, and if you lose your job and your livelihood, it won't be funny. So with that said, I'm not big on it. But, Bo, maybe you're right. At this point, he just doesn't give a damn. And that's where he's at, and he doesn't care about what we think or anybody else thinks. He doesn't care about the Packers or what they think. He knows. He probably knows he's going to be somewhere else. He probably does. So, and when I say that, I'm talking about the Packers. He, He probably knows. So... Mike, I don't know. Mm. I, I just don't. My whole deal is he puts it out there so nonchalantly like like it's normal. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I'm going to go home and here's what I'm doing. And it's like, like it's not normal, dude. Yeah, I
3: mean, like the, there's there's people are into holistic things, holistic medicine. It's fine. Like if you do you, whatever makes you the best you, I don't care. But, again, some of it from the outside, unless we're so, I mean, again, we're the we're – the unwashed masses were a bunch of idiots. We're not as enlightened as Aaron Rodgers because, for the outside looking in, it, it sounds asinine. It sounds absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and y- most people who have a real job; don't have time to go tune out for four days in darkness. That's exactly they gotta right. I got to pay a mortgage and get back to
2: work. Well, that's what both said.
3: He's and the vacation to- is taking the kids to Disney World, and if they're lucky, he's got blanky money though. That's what both yeah. saying. So he doesn't, he doesn't this, care. I hear this. say, like, "What do you? I mean, are you trying to make yourself as unlikable and ir- as totally unrelatable as possible?" Because if so, mission accomplished.
4: Uh, he, I just don't think he cares. He's yeah. basically turned into the Tom Cruise of football where you know he's crazy, but you know, he's really good at what he does. So you, you have to, you accept it and you say, you know what? I don't like, I don't like the things he, maybe I don't like him or whatever, but I'm going to watch his movies. So, uh, whatever. I, mean, I can
3: separate the crazy stuff from the actor. Yeah. And I guess people can separate the crazy stuff from the athlete. I mean, it's okay. the same. I guess it's the same thing,
4: right? You can if he plays for your team. Yeah. Right. You know the funny thing I mean, like a Jets fan
3: would give his left nut for his all his crazy nonsense. Yeah. Hell, I know a couple of Jets fans would give him a colonic right now, Carl, just to get him there to play for the Jets. The, the best... Chris, I'm looking at you, Chris. <laughs>
4: well, bend, bend over. Be careful there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the...
2: Well, Aaron, Aaron has spoken about the cleanses before. I mean, he did go on a punch and Karma.
4: That's true. That. Yeah, that's true. But he didn't have a career year afterwards. So, I don't know. <laughs> um, look, the the one one thing for me that keeps popping up is how his career is winding down, literally identical to how Favre's yeah. did. Except for Favre did painkillers and he does mm. peyote or whatever it is yeah. he does. I don't know. But it's just like look at how they're winding down and they're they're dragging it on. Will I play? Will mm. I'm I'm I will I've been saying that will for you years about Brett Favre. It's it's, it's it's history repeating itself. It's, it's, it's amazing. True. It's absolutely amazing the way these two. Can you know I, what?
2: Can I ask you something though, real quick? Yeah, it, it, is is it, is weed the same thing as Peyote? Is it
3: the same thing? I did peyote with you know the story with Vince. We're going to, we're going to go out in the desert and do peyote. We'll see our dad. Is it the same? Thing? I never saw anything. I was just paranoid and freaked out. Because I got brothers no. that see
2: things and when they
3: smoke no. weed. I'm well, just asking. Uh, I think
4: it depends well, they, on
3: they're, they're tuning that stuff pretty fine because there's
2: a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. That, that's a whole new world over there. Oh, it's a whole yeah.
3: new world. Well, Every
4: strain and you you well, want energy. You're tired. Right. But I'm just saying, is it the same thing? I don't know, but I would say, how good is it? And how 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 much is a dosage? Because you get a lot of some any a lot of anything makes you gonna see something yeah different. Like yeah. a lot of alcohol makes you see double, you know. So I don't know. Uh, you know I'm, well, I'm just uh, one's I'm, like
2: drinking a beer, the other one's like taking a shot. Yeah. Is that how you're going to describe
4: right. it? Yeah, right,
3: Real quick, Carl met my buddy Vince. He's an artist. He worked for Nike. He does a lot of design. Half the stuff you see on Nike, my buddy designed it. We went to high school together. He's great. But he's, a, he's an artist, so he's wackadoodle. So we were out in the desert. This was the Super Bowl. Like that was the uh, Eli Manning where they beat the Patriots. And V's out there. Like, hey, man, we we'll go out in the desert, and we'll do some peyote. And we'll channel our dads. We'll talk to our fathers. I'm like, Okay. Sounds a little kooky, but uh, all right, talk me into it. And we get out there, and I was just paranoid and freaking out and in the altered state. Meanwhile, he does. I guess we do it on a regular basis, but me, like everything else, on the human side effects, so it was a bad
2: trip. I yeah. was not enjoying
3: my mescaline experience.
2: Okay, so but I'm smoking, right? It's the right. similar. I'm smoking it, correct? Peyote. Well, I'm asking. Di- there's different ways of taking peyote. You can, make, you can have it as a liquid. You can ingest it. Okay. There's all sorts of ways you all, all right, you can do so it. that's what I'm asking. All right, yeah. so you could have it as a drink. Right. You could smoke it, because right. I've never done it, but I'm just asking. Yeah,
4: well look you can leave- turn your mic up. I can't hear you. Please bro. There you go. You can you can live your life one of two ways. The way Aaron Rodgers lives his life, you know, or you can live it like Andy Reid.
1: Now uh, rock the Tommy Bahama, eat some cheeseburgers and be happy.
4: <laughs> it all kicks off super- That's that's Andy Reed's <laughs> motto. So who are you more like?
2: Rock the Tommy Bahama, eat a cheeseburger and be happy. Right. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's simple. I think I want to that sounds so less complicated than having to sit in the dark for eight days. <laughs>
2: Listen, I there's <laughs> nothing I need I'm all about meditation. Right. I'm all about the, the spiritual side and of individuals. Right, right. I'm all about that. I'm not I don't need to be in the dark for five days to to, to find whatever I'm looking for. Right. I just don't. Well, that, to me, that's depressing. I'm going to come out of there wanting to hurt
3: somebody. I mean, like yeah. five days in the dark? Hey, Chris, look up the movie Altered States because basically you're, it's sensory deprivation. Apparently, uh, you, it unlocks some other things. For Again, I guess if you're in – here's the thing, though. I guess you're going to be predisposed to be picking up the wavelengths and the vibes. I guess. It's like when I went to Sedona. We're out there playing golf and there's it, some hippie chick. You feeling the you feeling the, the crystals? Like, what are you even talking about? So, again, it's like the ghost thing. Go to a house. You know, this house is haunted. Really? Oh, I, I don't hear anything. I think people believe and they buy into this crap, Carl, on some level. And they feel they get something out of it, I suppose. Maybe they've convinced themselves it works. I don't know.
4: Yeah, I mean, I my get... experience
3: with this is nothing. I got nothing but well, a hangover.
4: You're just a non-believer, Michael. <laughs> All right. I'll give you something that even Mike believes in. The okay. Fire Shower from W Sauce. It's bigger, better, bolder and now spicier. Get over to wsauce.com, find a retailer near you. And after you go, find your retailer near you. Get over to the Georgia Hemp Company. Use the code SQUIDBILLY10, get 10% off your CBD needs. Mm. And, guys, they got some Valentine's Day stuff, so check it out. Now, Turtle, hit my non-hippie music. It's going to be interesting
2: that? to see where he ends up. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers because uh, that's – Bo was laying out all the things he's done. Guess, we'll see. Am I just wired wrong? What do you mean? I don't know. Am I
3: just – because you can relax. And Am I just wired differently? Like the time the the, the stuff – remember that yes. John gave me the stuff, the, the friend of ours, and I tried to buy – Ferraris online with oh, the, yeah. with the well, edibles?
2: Well, listen, I mean, if you don't do things all the time, it hits you differently. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know, somebody gave me some high-octane, high-powered edible stuff,
3: <laughs> and the next morning I had every Ferrari dealership in America. Apparently, I left a voice message, and I, yeah. but I had the clarity to actually type in the VIN number of my car for a trade-in. Well, that's pretty
2: clear. I mean, that's, that's pretty clear. <laughs> Maybe that's what Aaron Rodgers gets. I don't know. I don't know. Coming up. We'll talk some college football, but right now we're going to give you a chance to win some Brian Adams tickets, guys. He's on tour. Very special guest, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts at Gas South Arena Sunday, June 18th. Tickets on sale Friday, okay, 10 a.m. at axs.com. Caller 7, you're going to win right now. Brian Adams tickets for listening to Dukes and Bell. We're coming back. We'll get you caught up on everything and uh, some college football conversation next.